0: Welcome back to the podcast. The only podcast done completely ironically. I was about to open up welcome to Taco Bell. How are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that usually the response that people give you? Uh, no, it's more like, oh my
1: gosh! Yeah, yeah they, it's just a pig. It's just a pig rolls no, up to the it's drive. Just, uh, it's just a giant fart noise. It's just a... <laughs> and there's nothing there. Yeah. There's literally no one there. There's nothing to even make the sound. It, the sound just happens.
0: <laughs> and then I shoot myself with a Glock 18. <laughs> I'm
1: surprised you hadn't done that already. Same. Especially when you started a podcast called The Podcast. <sighs> I'm surprised someone else hasn't done it to me. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> what are you guys doing out there? There are people, there are some of you that have listened to this. Like, you are literally actively listening to this. You're not doing well, your part for society it might and be shooting the,
0: us in the head. It might be the guy that I have tied up to a chair. I force him to listen to the episodes. Do you have, like, 12 people tied up to a chair
1: forcing to listen?
0: Yeah, maybe. maybe. Oh, no, I haven't counted them in a while. Okay. I yeah. just kind of get more and more. When you was know? the last time you fed them? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. You know, that, now that I can think of it, like, their faces are covered too, so some of them might be dead. You should probably get on top of that. You yeah, want to I'm just, just like, that stop the room, smells bad.
1: We could probably just stop the episode right now if we want to go, like, fix that real quick.
0: No, I'll do it after.
1: Okay. No, you won't.
0: You're just gonna go to bed. No, I'll go do it. Cap. I promise. Cap. Clean out all the dead corpses in the back room. There
1: better only be, like, three. If there, I swear, if there's more than three. Like, we can't buy you any more people.
0: I don't buy them. I just take them off the street. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought you were using the, uh the business card to buy people off of amazon <laughs> <laughs> the business yeah, oh, yeah the, the, the podcast the company, company card, card. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah our company card you know it has so much money <laughs> yeah it has loads of money we
0: absolutely make bank off of this you know with all Very, our sponsors like by the way <laughs> thanks, to our... <laughs> thanks to our sponsor oh my!
1: They're <laughs> gonna us. Yeah, probably. <sighs> I'm surprised they hadn't already. Okay, it's about time. We <laughs> get get to the actual episode. This now? is the episode. <laughs> I'm resisting so hard to just make more autism sounds in the mic.
0: <laughs> nice uh okay yeah we're talking about uh the actual topic of this episode right by... <laughs> the third book in the hood hood verse just or okay for now kind of technically the second why book. are you i was gonna say why are you saying the third book kind of the second book it is the second book but like as far as the order chrono- that these books were written yeah in. but chronological chronological order uh doesn't really exist in this series because two books happen at the at the same time so like except
1: one definitely happens a little while later since you know hood hood still exists in the second book
0: yeah but it gets past the summer and canonically he dies during the summer i I know it gets past it but like it still does
1: start before yeah
0: it starts earlier yeah yeah
1: So, so that's a so chronologically yes it is still the second book
0: okay this is because
1: it still starts earlier
0: yeah but it like ends around it literally ends around the same so suck a skittle <laughs> uh, <laughs> um yeah let's uh, how do we how do we break in how do we break into I have these books how do literally we,
1: no idea let's
0: talk about the main character let's talk about doug doug swiatick what do you what do you think about doug he's cool why is he cool impact that okay Um. Uh, i'm gonna kind of give like a. oh should we
1: actually give a summary of the book i was gonna say we should probably give a, a summary or a synopsis of what exactly goes on uh you read the book twice you can probably do this more accurately
0: <sighs> i hardly even know where to start uh, um so basically n- n- let, me, let me let me try. Usually you're supposed to give like synopses in like one or two sentences, you know? Yeah. So it's like <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perfect summary <laughs>
0: Honestly couldn't said it couldn't have said it better myself.
1: I know, you should have just let me do it. Yeah, I really should I sure mean is. you just did, so like lol. Well, Anyways, so <laughs>
0: Um We're don- never gonna finish this
1: episode.
0: <laughs> Doug Switzek moves with his crappy family to a crappy Why house. Why are they crappy? Uh no, that this is just a summary, Justin. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're not supposed to unpack these things okay, yet. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um where he In a crappy town. In a crappy to a mo- to a crappy town. Yeah. Uh where everything is crappy. Till a picture changes his life. Yes, that's how. That's the only way I can summarize the book, and that summarizes so little of it. Yeah, it no. so much happens. That's almost book. completely uninteresting. Yeah, no, but it, like it sounds so. It sounds so
1: boring. Yeah, but like it sounds worse than Jane Eyre. Mo- no, it doesn't. Jane Eyre. Is a, well, actually, it does. Actually, yeah, because
0: yeah. Jane Eyre has something to do with a woman who's been locked in an attic for a great many years. Yes you know just like the book says just like the book says okay not jane um, Eyre.
1: jane Eyre sucks don't read that book it's trash yeah i've read like three chapters of it it's garbage
0: um yes i
1: can make a judgment of the book even though i've only read like three chapters yeah shut up i think that's a good enough come at me you won't because i'm a guy on the internet and you can't do anything about it (laughs)
0: I mean, unless it's, like, a book like Shogun, but even then, like, three chapters in, you kind of know how the book is going to be. Yeah, I would say
1: so. I feel most books... Shogun is pretty weighty from the beginning. Yeah,
0: and it kind of keeps that feeling yeah, throughout exactly. the book, so... I think three chapters in is actually a pretty decent place to make a yeah. make a judgment of whether you want to keep reading this, this piece of crap or not. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, so, uh... Doug Swiatek, he's cool, like you said, and you were unpacking in the middle before I realized that we should probably stay a summary. Why is he cool? Why do you think he's cool?
1: He's very, uh what is the word? Not careless, but just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Almost. Just like, yeah, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just go with it. Very go with the flow. And I respect that. He's chill. He's chill. He's 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 laid back, but not in the but not in the cool way. <laughs> but simultaneously, it's pretty cool. Yeah, because uh, he's he's not laid back as in he's the guy with the sunglasses who's yeah. leaning on a wall. He's laid back because you know his parents can be having a messy divorce going on in front of him, and he's just kind of like, yeah. yeah,
0: all right. Then he's kind of he's kind of Mugen. He's kind of Mugen, go with the flow. Yeah, Mugen from Samurai Champloo, of course. You know to the. To other people who have seen the show that <laughs> listen to this podcast <laughs> i don't even think it's that many well i mean it's not like it's an unknown show yeah i know you know it's it's well known yeah
1: hit me up if you've watched samurai champloo it's a good show it's good anyways um so yeah we say that his family is a crappy family that's because his dad's an alcoholic and abusive and his um, brother is a jerk because his dad is alcoholic and abusive yeah and his other brother is off in Vietnam. And his mother is, like, a wonderful person, but, you know, is in an abusive relationship (laughs) in a crappy family. So, you know, you can only imagine how good that goes.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you move to a crappy
0: town with your crappy family and a crappy house, and
1: things get pretty crappy.
0: (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much, uh, the, uh... (laughs) The intro. The intro to this book. It's essentially Doug Swiatek, uh loses the greatest possession he ever has, which or he has at the current moment, which is a cap owned by his Yankee, player, Yankee player. player Joe Pepitone. Uh, and he uh, his brother steals it and loses it in a gutter somewhere. And uh, he's... While he's sad, he's also like... Go with the flow. Yeah, he's also just like, yep. yeah, this kind of thing happens.
1: Yep. And we kind of just deal with it. It's trash now. Yep. The greatest thing I ever had is now a piece of trash. Yeah. My most prized possession is now a piece, piece of, of trash. trash. <laughs> let that sink in. Yeah. Like, genuinely let that statement sink in. What if that were you? What is your most prized possession? <laughs> my throat. Good gosh. I don't know why. I don't know where my throat is, like, hurting. Um. Most prized possession. Hmm... Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of things that I'm quite fond of. Fond of, yeah. I don't know. I like what would hurt me the most to lose. I don't know. There's, a, there's a lot of things. I that mean, would hurt just me because of it to lose.
0: Just because of the sheer amount of hours that it represents. Losing my Pokemon Sun game would hurt me pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but I don't know if it would be my most prized possession. Yeah, I
0: don't know if it would be either. But, but like, it, like, it would suck. That is, that is always the first thing I think of. Yeah, because, no, like, same that's here. a weird thing about, like, fighting games the fact that there's no progress made. Yeah. You still have that innate skill. Yeah. But, like, Pokemon, which is a collector, like, a collectathon, practically. Yeah. yeah. Glorify. is a JRPG collectathon PvP game. PvP.
1: Yeah. Pokemon's insane. No. Let's not
0: get onto that topic yeah. though.
1: Um I don't know. I mean like I was kinda of thinking of my vinyl that I have. Matukakamamiya mm. vinyl. That would yeah, suck to that lose. Would suck. Um I mean there's multiple gifts that I've gotten that I would hate to lose. Yeah. The drawings that our friend Feathered gave us of our yeah. characters in D and D, I would hate to lose those. That would that would I mean, bite. That's,
0: that's what I'm looking at right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. You
1: know? No, those were one of the first things that came to my head, Tomocone actually. Tomoko
0: Android, I hate to lose that. Yeah. we <laughs> are <You're> such losers.
1: <laughs> I mean, is that really such a loser thing?
0: No, me saying, like, Tomoko Android, you uh, know, I really hate to lose that. I mean, is it really? I don't know, I think so.
1: I hate to lose, like, my necklace.
0: Yeah. That would suck. My water bottle. <laughs> my jacket losing your jacket would suck losing my jacket would be horrendous like I actually might lock myself in my room for a couple of days you'd cry might bring out a single manly tear from my eye yeah
1: hate to lose my dog that would suck yeah that would be big cringe yeah uh, anyways we don't have to keep talking about depressing things let's talk well, about the other depressing, depressing thing. thing yeah <laughs>
0: um okay so do you just want to put a spoiler warning from now on yeah let's just like kind of dive into the contents of the book i say so okay um what spoiler you... alert yeah i guess if you want to read this book which again i recommend it because it's a f- fantastic book it's an incredible book best of the trilogy which is saying something because it's... this trilogy is filled with masterpieces yeah <laughs> that's like saying the most golden gold yeah pretty much Um... This is 24 carat among 23 carat. Yeah. Uh, shoot. How how do we even unpack this book? What's your favorite part? Favorite part? The ending. Why is that? Um, Just because it feels so complete? It feels so complete, and it completely breaks the flow of the book. Yeah. Which is something that you get used to, of, like, going along with. Yeah. It basically the book follows this pattern to where
1: and doug uh, points this out to the audience basically mm-hmm. is like when when life becomes its highest point it falls yeah and it hurts or like it falls lower than it ever has before because you're at such a high point point. Mm-hmm. and so every time the book gets to a high point it drops and it does that like three or four times throughout, throughout the, book. the book but then finally at the end of the book it, it reaches... gets it gets to a high point once again, and then and, it just ends. And, and well, not quite. It it falls sort of like it makes you think that everything's about to get destroyed once again, but then it actually doesn't. Yeah, and it actually ends happily. It, it's like a it's like it's like it trips instead of mm-hmm. it falls. Yeah uh but, but he, he can, yeah it stumbles a little bit but he doesn't fall yeah. and, and it's it's nice it's, it's reassuring it's just... and it i like to said it breaks the flow of the of the book yeah mm. but in a really good way you just
0: you just have to feel for the lad like after all he's been
1: yeah basically what what's i'm just gonna spoil it yeah. basically what's about to happen at the end of the book is his friend's about to die
0: your girlfriend uh girlfriend not even yeah. friend girlfriend yeah as a what is it three and four chance of dying yeah there's a 25 percent chance that she's going to stay alive yeah and Uh, but she doesn't because it ends before we find out what happens yeah pretty much and but it ends with him believing that she'll make it basically and saying like stats don't matter and that's so freaking beautiful because at the very beginning not at the very beginning but (laughs) Ever since the beginning of the book, every once in a while, Doug the brings up the stats. brings up the stats of something, just like anything, and it's just a really interesting like writing tool because you're really getting to feel how this person thinks, thinks, yeah, Um, how he analyzes things, mm -hmm. and And they're always super pessimistic and sour and down because like that's the life that he's living. And then at the very end, whenever. A sour down stat is staring him in the face. He says, you know what? Screw you. This doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I don't care.
1: And not even I don't care, but you're you're not gonna win this time. Yeah.
0: And that's that's just powerful, dude. Yeah. That is strong. Yeah. So Yeah. It's a fantastic ending. Yeah. Uh what did you think of uh this character's uh appreciation of art
1: there I mean there were two forms of appreciation of art in in this it was him appreciating Jane Eyre and then also Jane Eyre not as much not obviously as much. but uh it was mainly the paintings yeah um <clears throat> I thought it was pretty cool how each painting was like related to what was going on going within on. the story yeah. but, and like that was pretty obvious but it was cool how he did it mm. it was It was cool to see <clears throat> um i'm sorry my throat is like jacked up i don't really know why like as i keep yeah. talking it starts to just like kind of like sting, sting. somewhere yeah. a little bit it's really weird so if i have to keep like clearing my throat i'm to go why.
0: drink water or something i don't think I,
1: it's water because it's in like my my vocal area oh. so like where like the air goes in and liquids do not <laughs> yeah wrong pipe yeah yeah basically mm. um what was i gonna say yeah, so basically, again, to kind of summarize, uh, he goes to, like, a library because it's, like, the only thing he can go to whenever he first comes to this town. And he finds a book that has a drawing in it. What was the first drawing? It's the or Arctic painting Turn. Arctic Turn. And he, like, falls in love with this painting. And then eventually it's revealed to him that this painting is part of a collection of paintings by... Uh,
0: John James Audubon? Yeah.
1: Um... And it's also revealed that not all of the original paintings in this collection, in this book, are inside of the book. They've this been is given out. This is
0: revealed only after the Arctic Turn is removed and sold to a uh, yeah. unknown buyer overseas. Yeah,
1: after he's already
0: fallen in love
1: with the Arctic yeah. Turn, um, and so that's revealed, and so it becomes like his like goal or like one of the one of the sub arcs of this. Mm book to get all of the paintings back in the original book where they in his eyes belong well, what, what do you think of that actually do you think getting the things back to where they belong is actually something that's like in is actually a theme in the book
0: oh yeah getting things back to the proper place uh, like where, his, where where is that his, drawn where is that parallel made his brother back from vietnam his that's father back at home yeah. and like in the proper place um i mean doug kind of finds a place within the town right a place that he gains and loses and and gains again sort of thing right yeah i think find finding a place that you belong yeah it's obviously a very big i mean that's like every coming of age story right but like it is amplified to many a degree also through the sub arc that kind of goes on through the through the book yeah
1: was there a painting that stuck out to you in particular, or like a parallel with a painting that stuck out to you
0: in particular? Mm, I don't know. I Can't really think of one off the top of my head. DK, kid- are you thinking of one? I like the one with the uh, with the hunter. Mm. With
1: the uh, wh- I can't remember which bird it's it so was. Smelly
0: heron, I think.
1: Um, but yeah, I just like that he was just like hunter shouldn't be there Mm -hmm. kind of thing like i feel like that was because that was towards the middle of the book Mm -hmm. and i think that was almost like a turning point to where he's starting to want to like deny the negativity Mm -hmm. of things that exist and like starting to say like no like there's no room for this now like Mm -hmm. i don't want there to be any room for this now i don't know i think that may have been like a turning point Mm -hmm. in the book or at least in in doug's mentality so not necessarily like a. A denial of like reality but saying like this doesn't need to be my focus, focus. This, this this does not need to be what the focus of, of things are mm. which I don't know I think that's kind of cool mm. because that's definitely what he's been focusing on throughout mm. the, whole yeah, book is, the whole book is mm. the consequences or negative yeah. parts or potential negative threats yeah. of what may go on like I mean at the very beginning it's like oh the second he receives a gift he's just like can't wait to lose it yeah. pretty much you know what I mean He always expects the worst. He's waiting for the hunter to come out and kill the bird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely definitely see what you mean. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. That's a really... Like, that's just such... He does the character development so well. Like, it's really interesting. Because, like, you know... Yeah, no, Doug's character development... It's not subtle, but it's like... it's more human it's not a full on personality change you yeah. know it's just like a it's just like a slight change in his thought processes that actually but it yeah changes. it's just a change of where his focus is yeah and it's just it's just really interesting which
1: is like a small thing that leads to such a huge, huge difference yeah. instead of focusing on the negativity it focusing on the good stuff mm-hmm. On the potential good things, like his like mother's smile and things mm-hmm. like that, focusing on that instead of when his mother will lose her smile. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it it it's cherishing the things when you actually have it like and it. not thinking about when you're gonna you lose, lose it, and not focusing on that. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's like the biggest thing that he that he goes through.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can agree with that. So, I know this sounds weird, but if there was anything you could change about the book, what would you change? Mm.
1: I would change it to where it was about someone who lives in a pineapple under the sea. (laughs) I will now proceed to kill
0: myself. <laughs> there isn't, obviously there is not much I would change. Yeah. this book is like a 9.8 out of 10. Yeah. And there is one thing though that I kind of wish uh, had happened once. And I really wish that at one point where a, low, a fall happens, uh-huh. uh, the fall was caused by a decision he made. That's that's the only thing I feel like this book is missing from being a straight up ten out of ten. Yeah. Uh, I don't think like obviously there is consequence for his own actions, but usually his actions are like good. Yeah. Like like Doug is like pretty much like a good person in the book, right? Yeah. Like Doug, and it doesn't really seem like he makes any
1: incorrect decisions. Decisions. Like I actually can't even think of any times where he does the wrong wrong thing.
0: thing. Um. And that's one thing I don't like. Yeah. I do really I wish one of his that. downfalls happened because of him. That's true. This is why I do say but, this is definitely the uh, children's version of BoJack Horseman, not just because of subject matter, but because <laughs> all, of the dis- all of the things that lead to a downfall are happening outside of him. Yeah, outside of his control. BoJack Horseman, all of the downfalls happened because of him. Okay. That's really funny. <laughs> and that's, It's like it's not a subtle difference but it's a clear difference it's a clear difference and it like it changes a lot of like how you view the characters and stuff because it's very difficult to dislike doug yeah because he he just seems like a like an actually good guy yeah he's like fighting against like a world that's trying to put him in a place that he's not yeah um everybody in the town uh thinks he's like a thug because his brother is kind of thug-like yeah and uh, causing trouble constantly. causing trouble his brother's a delinquent yeah he's a bully and yeah. that sort of thing so the whole town just kind of lumps doug with his brother yeah and a lot of the book is doug fighting against that yeah which is obviously like a really great theme like heck yeah um but i do wish like one of the times, you know, where he says, like, he talked like Lucas. Yeah. I do wish one of those times caused, like, a greater downfall than it than it ever do- actually does in the book.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I actually really agree with that. I never
0: realized that, yeah. that, that that was the case. It's definitely something I realized the second time I read the book. Interesting. Because, obviously, the first time you read the book, you're, you're just, like, like ah! enamored. <laughs> yeah. No, that definitely
1: makes sense. That's actually kind of unfortunate that it doesn't do that. Yeah. Because... You don't want people to just think like, oh, the world is against you and it's not your yeah. fault kind of thing.
0: Well, it definitely does Def Doug Definitely does not come off as an unflawed person. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so I definitely do think if you have a brain, which you do if you're reading this book, which you do if you're listening to the, the podcast. podcast. Um Hey <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure, like, you can tell, like, bad things have happened because of his flaws. Yeah. I also think you you kind of see a newer version of Doug, because I think Doug was even a different person in Wednesday Wars. Okay. Because, you know, you get the, the list of 410 things to make a teacher hate you. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um. Yeah, so I think... I think Doug is subtly supposed to have changed, even from that book coming into this one. Yeah. Almost trying to be, not more like hauling, but just a nicer person. Yeah. Um, because you know there's that whole thing where like he throws away the stuff that was supposed to be, for like number two hundred eighty nine or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think that's one of the reasons why he does that? I don't know. Yeah, I I definitely don't think pretty much any of the characters in the books ever do anything that, like, caused a downfall for them. Mm. Other than hauling that one time. Merrily doesn't do
1: anything? not really because like she gets in trouble yeah but she does get in trouble multiple times yeah like at the very end of the book it's kind of like she gets like accepted
0: more or less kind of i mean doug gets in trouble several times too yeah but is
1: it because of something he does
0: yeah yeah i guess so but like they're so like They're so non offensive to the reader, you yeah, know? Yeah. They're they're not they would not actively aggravate the reader, like whenever he just like walks instead of doing the wrestling unit and P yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because I've never really
1: realized mm-hmm. that. That's actually true. That's definitely something that like
0: usually would bug me. Mm. It, but for some reason it just doesn't.
1: Yeah. And I think it's because uh, they don't they don't get rewarded for stupid for stupid, stupid decisions, engines. yeah. Which happens in other books, um, but that that doesn't actually happen in this one. Yeah,
0: and I just really, I also think it's kind of interesting because sometimes some of the stuff that like changes kind of just changes around Doug, and he doesn't even necessarily do anything like, yeah. about it. Yeah. Some things he does, like definitely some things he does have a big part in, like uh, with his brother and the coach. Yeah, which is like a freaking great little arc in the book. Yeah. Um but sometimes it's like so for context, right,
1: you want to tell him about the brother and the coach. I really love that segment. If you if you love it, you want uh, to tell him. I can try. Um so basically, like I said earlier, his oldest brother, um Lucas, uh has gone off into to Vietnam and he's not there for like the first half of the book, right? Yeah. So for her, for the first half of the book, his brother's just out in Vietnam, and then eventually he comes back. Um, but when he comes back, uh, he's blind and he does not have any legs. Um, so so now he's just kind of the brother Lucas is pretty much just useless.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, putting it bluntly, and so he's kind of trying to figure out how to even exist moderately in, in in the world that we live in um but another thing that happens whenever he gets back uh there's like this big i guess riot or protest against the war that's going on and so you know this huge crowd of people sees him coming off the bus and stuff him with his family and you know they see him in the condition that he's in and you know i guess most people would probably expect sympathy in this situation but no the entire crowd just like jeers at him and says like "Ah, oh, you got what you deserve and, like kind of spitting on him that kind of thing just like not even caring and just like just hating him even more making him even more miserable than he already was not that he even shows it; he just remained silent the whole time and this is one of the segments where the dad actually steps in and it's like whoa whoa because the dad's pretty much been an enemy like this entire time but then he actually like gets in the way of all of this mistreatment and stuff. It's like, shoo. That part's pretty awesome. Anyways. So, brother doesn't really have a place in society. Uh, at the same time, Doug is having a lot of, like... Conflict. Conflict. I was going to say kerfuffles. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm a big brain boy. Uh, with his uh, gym coach. At school. And he eventually figures out because he sees some drawings of the coach mm-hmm. on his like what, what do you call that his clipboard. clip on his clipboard that are both of the students but then as he flips through them he also finds drawings of like stuff from Vietnam which in indicating that the coach was actually like um a soldier mm-hmm. at some point um and like saw all the crap that went on and stuff and so obviously it hit the coach pretty hard and it hits doug pretty hard too and he's just like whoa okay wait what and later on he's like what if i could actually get lucas a
0: job like with the coach or that's hardly even like yeah no no yeah yeah that's just kind of happening these two people need to talk to each other yeah yeah
1: So he wants to try and get the coach to talk to his brother to kind of give his brother some sort of comfort because obviously his brother doesn't have anyone to talk to that's actually been through what he's been through. And then he finds someone that, that can so he's trying to get him to go and talk to him and maybe they'll be good for one another kind of thing. And eventually that does happen and the coach kind of takes Lucas under his wing and has him start teaching kids with him in the school and it's really epic yeah it's, it's really cool i kind of butchered the story but more or less that's the idea
0: i mean you you pretty much always butcher a story not you just the royal yeah, you yeah. will pretty much always butcher a story when you're trying to summarize you know yeah unless because you, obviously there's tons of details because, because of tons of details and there's writing and prose and like yeah scenes and yeah drama so like but uh, i
1: i think the general gist of the idea was from what I said, was touching enough to yeah. kind of be like, oh, okay, I can see why that yeah. would be really, like, emotional, like, be really special within
0: the book and stuff. You know so sad? Mm. The fact that, the that, like, war protest scene, it's like, exactly what happened. Oh, like, yeah, like, no, that's dead. the worst part. Is like, that was totally real. Robert Kiyosaki literally got hit by an egg. Ooh. When he got out of the plane. Ooh. That's an F. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's awful. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Vietnam, not a poggers moment. No, not at
1: all. Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> Counting down the top 10 not poggers moments. Number one, Vietnam. Just the thing
1: about Vietnam is it wasn't good for anyone. <laughs> like, literally everyone involved in that lost. <laughs> Things Viet- the
0: Vietnam War accomplished. Oh,
1: look. Nothing. Like, the protesters lost because they were a-holes. The freaking soldiers lost because, well, they lost their sanity and their dignity. And got
0: scarred for life. And got
1: scarred for life. The, the Vietnamese v- lost because, well, duh. <laughs> America lost because they did it. It's just like, yeah, no, everyone lost in this scenario. Yeah. It was not good. Nobody wins in that scenario. Yeah. I- do you know
0: why the Vietnam War happened? I can't remember. Uh, Northern Vietnam was communist, and America didn't want South Vietnam being communist, so... so they said, America to, time. Yeah, so we had to step in and play play Atlas and carry the world on our shoulders. Yeah. Too bad we didn't
1: have stealth bombers at the time. I guess we didn't, yeah. No, no, we definitely not, not, did, we not, did not, B, not have... Not specifically yeah. B-12 Spirit yeah, yeah. stealth bombers, yeah. but
0: bombers nonetheless, but again... The Vietnam War was at this perfect time of like. Missiles exist. Yeah. So like, let's blow the crap out of everything. Yeah. Missiles and napalm exist. Yeah. And helicopters. <laughs> and all the terrible, terrible things warfare has created for us. Let's go. Let's go. What
1: do you mean? Warfare created a good economy in World War Two,
0: dude. You're right. Let's go. <laughs> Buggers. Honestly, warfare is usually the time that technology advances the most. That makes sense. World War II is responsible for the radio, like World War One and Two, because it's just like, shoot, we need to communicate with each other World over long distances. World War II is
1: responsible for the Nintendo Switch. Let's go. Let's go.
0: I mean, yeah. Probably yeah i mean maybe through probably through some like succession of technology yeah you could probably like trace a family tree back from like the radio to the nintendo switch yeah probably no no you're right you're right i mean you could probably even trace it like like the radio or like some wartime thing to like the vacuum cleaner and nintendo was originally a vacuum cleaner yeah, company yeah, so yeah yeah you could definitely trace
1: uh it was a vacuum cleaner that could suck up uh radiation after the nuclear
0: bombs that the japanese made dude something i found out about the nuke
1: on okay. japan
0: okay the biggest and probably only christian community in japan in the 1940s no was in Nagasaki. <'Cause> Finding oh. out recently actually has a really interesting history and has actually been not prominent, obviously, because it's but existed. persecuted, but it's been existent.
1: Yeah. 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 That is not a poggers moment. <laughs> <laughs> Number two Japanese bombing. That is unfortunate. Yeah dang well at least they went to heaven lol Lol. (laughs) 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 they went up with the cloud
0: (gasps) oh god (laughs) they got blown up and went (laughs) shut up okay
1: you want to talk about the book again
0: not really. I just don't know what to talk about. There's just so much. Yeah, it's almost overwhelming. The book is an overwhelming book. I would yeah. say. Let me let me go back. Did
1: you have a favorite part?
0: Hmm. Hmm. I like the part where uh he's like babysitting, and then the kid has the asthma attack yeah yeah it's yeah. a really good scene i
1: i i like every interaction he has with lil
0: yeah all of those are great it, it Just he does he does such good romances dude yeah his romances are so sweet yeah like they're just nice yeah they're they're just warm it's because
1: they're not uh they're very natural they feel yeah. like friendships they just feel like general friendships with just like a slight bit amount more yeah not even slight it's like very obvious that there's more but the reason why it feels slight is because it's very little like actually active something happening it's mostly what's going on in their minds Minds. that that demonstrates that there is more with it within within this thing which is like super cool and Nice. Then and it's not heartwarming. It's, it's shoving not, y- yeah. youthful romance down your throat. Yeah, it's not like in your face. You yeah. know, they're not freaking making out in front in the freaking story. It's just like, bruh. Do they ever kiss? They kiss once. Okay, once. Once. Literally
0: once. Yeah. It's like nice. And in, in just like that, <laughs> they kiss several times, but it's mostly for comedic purposes, yeah. which is kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. And in wednesday wars it's twice right once
1: twice is it twice twice? yeah it's like it's once it's track and then there's one other one no i think it's just track oh really yeah oh dang
0: (laughs) merrily you know Holling wasn't gonna take the first move (laughs) except for your game girl yeah It is a it is a truly wonderful story, and I do highly highly recommend it. Yeah, honestly,
1: you can just read that book on its own. You don't have to read Wednesday Wars beforehand. You can just pick up that book and read it, and it's really really good. Mm. If any of you guys are readers at all, read okay for now. It's excellent. It's very very good.
0: Yeah, just just his
1: writing style his writing style is fantastic it's well, a little
0: bit slow it's a little bit less uh quippy than wednesday wars yeah but i do love the like the kind of talk backy attitude that he t- uses with yeah. doug through the whole book yeah like if you cared you'd realize yeah sort of thing yeah like that's so clever like it's... it gives it such a different flavor from wednesday wars yeah
1: this book genuinely has uh the the book feels alive the the book feels like you're literally like living through Doug's mind mind because um, obviously it's first person but first person with a lot of Doug addressing the reader mm-hmm. which is super duper cool it, yeah. it it really does feel like you're along for the ride and it's it feels really good yeah so
0: yeah no the the writing is excellent yeah. And that's again. I can say that about all Gary Schmidt books because he's just he just knows how what to do. He's a yeah. Master of craft. Would you try to become a writer like Gary Schmidt? Oh yeah. What,
1: so what? What does that look like?
0: Oh, you mean? I just thought you meant as in as good of a writer. Yeah, just uh, no, no. I it. I meant would no, you try and do no, a similar style? No, I would not. I would not try to do the kind of what, quick. Why is that? <sighs> I won't take. I like, I, would, I don't think I'd be good at it. As no, an it's answer. just uh, the stories that I want to tell need a lot of slow growth. So you'd write more like James Clavel, yeah. Okay. I mean, you've already read my yeah. No, I haven't. and like heard they, the they, de- they
1: definitely of, do feel more like a James Clavel. They, story. they they're
0: very reminiscent of Clavel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which is also extremely cool yeah. and eventually we'll get to one of his books once i finish i haven't been able to listen to it in a while Fine. i wanted to listen to some of it today but uh, i just felt like i kept getting interrupted basically mm. yeah so, that's
0: fair enough yeah. yeah don't worry about it yeah Maybe you'll be able to listen tomorrow that'd be nice i'll have to read the book again so we can actually have a conversation <laughs> Have to like write notes and
1: stuff yeah i mean you could do it in like three days all things considered Oh wait, yeah, because JoJo's is coming on. You'll exactly. You'll be too devoted to that. Then... Well, no,
0: it's not. Not even remember. Shogun actually took me like a month and a half to finish. Yeah. And that was me consistently reading like two and a half hours a day. Oh my gosh. Because that was that was in summer twenty eighteen. I can't even imagine. Like that I was much. like three. I was like three hundred pages in whenever the event happened. Yeah. And it still took me like another month. Yeah.
1: Goodness gracious.
0: No, Shogun. Shogun took me a while. Shogun is
1: beefy. Yeah.
0: Shogun is a behemoth of a book. <laughs> Shogun is a big slab of shmeet. <laughs> yeah. Shogun schmeat. But so, was, so was Noble House and Gaijin. I finished Gaijin a lot faster. And Noble House definitely also finished faster. Dang. But definitely there was a... I actually skipped a portion of Gaijin. There's a portion of Gaijin that literally every time I started reading it, I just fell asleep. Oof. So you just that's right, you told me about yeah. that, so you just
1: jumped it. Yeah,
0: no, I, I was just like, I literally cannot get past this part. Why? Was it just boring? It was it was a lot of numbers and that's like that's right. It was yeah, numbers yeah, 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 about yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. gold mine and like Yeah the the, the bullion cycle and like
1: oh yeah, business and you were just like this is going way over, over my head, head. Yeah. yeah no it was it was a little
0: bit too much for me
1: yeah i could i could not take Goodness that gracious what the heck is james Clavel? like he's a Genius. phenomenal author and then also like a freaking entrepreneur or something
0: it doesn't even seem like it is. theoretical entrepreneur yeah. i don't freaking know i can't even tell dude there's we there's like so little about james Clavell like that i've found yeah like, maybe there's, like, a biography or two that I can read about. Maybe him. you can write it. <laughs> Bogru's guy. And. <laughs> I mean, maybe his wife is still alive. Maybe i can interview his wife. Is he dead? He's dead. Oh, I didn't two thousand seven. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Dang, when was he born? Uh, Well, he was alive in World War II, and he was, like, 30-something. Oh. 30-something in World War II? Like, like, late 20s, early 30s, I think. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Okay, jeez!
1: And he got his eyes shot. <laughs> oh my word! I did not realize and, that. Goodness gracious! What a man! And he got put in a Japanese prison camp, and survived. What a man! Oh yeah! Jeez! No wonder he wrote such a kick-ass story. Goodness <laughs> gracious! Such a You mean multiple? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You mean every single book that he wrote is a kick-ass story?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm only—I'm not even halfway through the first one. Like, goodness gracious! And this story is freaking incredible.
0: <laughs> Whether it be about freaking feudal lords in Japan or freaking oil tycoons in Iraq, he always drops a banger. Jeez, dude,
1: some people are just so freaking talented. It's not even fair. Oh my gosh. But again... The the fact that people like James Clavel exist exist. and write like that, and then write multiple books like that, is like...
0: Oh no, and... Like, you're on another level of
1: humanity. He was
0: so prolific, dude. Like, imagine how long he must have spent a day sitting at his typewriter, just going I genuinely can't. Like, I don't
1: know... I don't know. Something about that level of thought is just like dying to me Because it's like how how can you be so powerfully creative if that makes yeah. any sense? How can your like, brain your, your creative your creativity has strength yeah. behind it? You could literally lift like twenty pound weights with how, with the creative juices that flow through so your like, brain you're like Bucky. the neuro, the neurons activating literally cause a shockwave to push the freaking pages
0: average brain can power a 10 watt 10 watt light bulb this brain can power a full on train yeah
1: no this man's powering rail guns his brain is a literal nuclear reactor that drives a freaking modern carrier goodness gracious i don't i don't know it's it, it
0: is baffling to yeah. me like but then think of people who but the of people who like orson scott card that have like that wrote ender's game and like yeah. that whole series yeah and so much more that's insane like orson scott card has like over 20 books I guess. all ranging from like 300 to 800 pages yeah and and you know what really
1: sucks is like yeah you hear about that and it's like geez that's freaking awesome but and then it's just like okay so what am i gonna do and it's like well like what am i good at Where, where's my talent that i can exercise it's like well i play smash a lot and it's like but well, i'm not even good at that oh,
0: shit like it's
1: just like well
0: i'm a loser yeah
1: it's just like this sucks this sucks i suck it's like, well, then get better at it. It's like, but I have all the things I need to do. It's just like, and then the things that I want to get good at, I put time into, and then I'm still not good at it. It's like, this sucks. This what the break?
0: Meta night <laughs> letter call. Can I speak
1: to who's in charge? Yes.
0: <laughs> I need to speak to the manager. Yeah. I'm unsubscribing from life.
1: Yeah, no kidding. So cringe. Yeah. I guess I just need to be like Doug and not let it get me down.
0: Yeah.
1: Fine, I'll go learn accounting. Or whatever the frick. Ew. Gross. Yeah. yeah. Accounting should be something that I'm really into, but I'm just like, I don't know.
0: I think I just need to put more effort into it. I think I'm just stupid. <laughs> Oof. Do you know yeah. what's something I'm going to be putting a lot of ent- effort into? Yo mama. JoJo. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Dude, next time we record an episode, you're going to have already played Jojo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a hundred hours. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Not actually... But, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, my word. Oh, i put some time into the game next yeah. time. At least ten hours. Oh, yeah. It better be at least ten hours by the time we record our next episode. Again, on Friday, I'm planning to wake up at about six. Yeah. Drop about five hours right there. Yeah, four or five. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm... <laughs> I am excited. Goodness gracious. (laughs) I am not going to do school tomorrow. I'm just going to be watching the timer as it ticks down.
1: (laughs) Well, I feel like on that note, we may as well start closing it up. Yeah. That way, next episode, we can talk about the bizarre adventure that's going to be your JoJo's legacy.
0: Yeah. I might. I don't know. We might talk about something else. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see we'll see you forgot to mention that one thing that you said you were going to start the episode out with oh well i uh i just i didn't have time to research it and i, I want to really cl- reclarify clarify oh, okay how it was so okay. I, I i remembered it yeah but i just didn't do it okay yeah speaking of remembering the audience needs to remember to stay poggers